golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will fall to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. I love to play. Hey, bring me another bucket of balls. We love it. And turn on the lights. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B., and, uh, hey, she picked the winner, Webb Simpson. You did not pick Hit her. The Shriners. You did not. Yes, you I did not pick her. Her? Him. Hello? One of those Simpsons. Uh, hey, do you have your hearing aids on? Yeah. Uh, Mr. congratulations. Goes out to Webb Simpson, 64, 63, 67, 66. These are low numbers. I mean, uh, this is how you have to six do it. Six shot now. lead. Yeah, on the, uh, PGA Tour. Wins by six. That's pretty big. Good for Webb. Yep. And, uh, tour is going to Malaysia Aye. this week. Yeah. This is called the late night, um, television on the golf channel because they're 12 hours ahead or 11 or 13. I don't know what, but, uh, we'll be getting the whole scoop on that from Todd Lewis, uh, later in the show. And, uh, we'll have, uh, uh, our good buddy, uh, Bob Harrigan as well. And the ladies. Playing over in Korea, in Taiwan. China. Yeah, okay, look like Sang's, it. Yanni Sang's uh, backyard. So we'll see if maybe she gets it back together. Yeah, Yanni, where you been? Hey, Yanni, anybody home? Hey, another good golf week in Rich B's life. Hey, you know what? Life is good. My friend, good friend, Sammy Muley, playing uh, the other day over at Hunter's Creek. Hole number 14, hole in one. For Sammy style. This guy, uh, you know, we might even have to put an asterisk next to this one because it was such a pure shot. Boom. Right into the cup. You know, it's fun to watch. 194 yards. It looked good all the way. And the, uh, senior North Florida, South Florida PGA Cup at Reunion, Rich B. Not so good turnout for the North Florida PGA, uh, group of guys out there. And, you know, this thing, uh, is tough competition. Those boys from South Florida, they're tough. So, how'd we do, the seniors? Uh, Are they, weren't they playing today? It was, it wasn't it Tuesday, Wednesday? Yeah. Uh, my email read as such, uh, South Florida retains the cup again. You know, so, uh, congratulations to them. Unfortunately for our boys up north here in the North Florida section. Dun, 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 dun. Losers. You know, uh, this is a very tough competition. It's like a Ryder Cup style event in, uh, the uh, PGA guys get together from North and South Florida. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, goes on year after year. And hey, listen, fun event for fun. And, uh, hey, speaking of losers, I, I have to, uh, take a little sidetrack here. Sorry about those Patriots. And how about those Bills? Rich and Rich, how about those Bills? Oh, he's grabbing his headset. Uh oh. Uh oh. Mano, mano, here we go. 
Oh, no. You're late on the drop. Oh, no, bud. no, 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 no. Whoa, whoa. I, I was looking here for my sound effect to so I, 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 play for you. I hit the and... trifecta. The, the Sox won. I was happy. The Bills won. And Webb Simpson wins. How can you be a Sox fan and not a Patriots fan? Well, I Ugh. am kind of a Patriots oh, fan, awful. but I have to root for the Bills overall. Well, wait, wait till we play the Bills in the season finale. We'll set all our starters. Still going to win. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, more winners, Evan Harmeling won the inaugural Space Coast Pro Tour event at Reunion yesterday, Rich B., Brought home the $5,000 first place winner's check. Uh, had a nice turnout for the first event. Hats off to uh, Jeff Bernstein um, for uh, a, a great uh, kickoff. Had uh, color guard out there and uh, 12-gun salute. Scared the heck out of me, let me tell you, <laughs> when that thing went off. And... Um, just a perfect day, great competition. Uh, Evan shot a blistering eight under uh, on the Watson course, 64. Were you in the field? I was not, but they did have a women's division, um, and a couple a couple of good good lady players that could really pop it out there. But uh, good good show for the first time round. Hey, speaking of losers, how about Brandel Chambly? Brandel Chambry. You couldn't just wait to pop on that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. put a skewer in him. Well, we're going to be talking about that in a few minutes with Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Uh, yep, little controversy there about Brandel and uh, Tiger Woods. So we've got uh, we got a lot of golf to talk about tonight. That is for sure. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. And a big shout-out to my right-hand man, Michael Leonard. Uh, who did just an awesome job out at the Space Coast event yesterday and uh, texted me that, yes, I had slipped up there, but we played, they played the Palmer course and the Nicholas course, which, Rich B., you and I had a little competition out on the Palmer course. Oh, and, God, how many strokes did I have to give you on that And one? you went down, dude. Oh, what do you play, once a year now? Forget it. Yeah, You're I've done. been injured. It's oh. like one injury after another. This has not been a good year for... Mwah. Okay, so where are we going now? What's, uh, what's, uh, what's next on the agenda here as we take people home on the Fairways Vive 4 tonight? We're going to our main man because, uh, hey, just when you thought uh, golf was maybe going off the radar, oh, contraire, we have uh, something brewing, big time brewing between uh, Randall Chambly and Tiger Woods. And we're going to go to our favorite guy, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. To break it all down, Bob, call Tiger a cheater. Yes, never uh, never a dull moment with Tiger, is there? Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness, what a year. And, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about his golf. Yeah, and I mean, you know, listen, on, uh, there's, there's, um, there, there is an argument to be made that, that, that we probably discussed more this year 
the rules issues, especially after the Masters um, and then the BMW. Then we did his, his wins. Uh, you know, he, he had five wins, and he's had four, you know, rules issues, three of which res- resulted in two-shot penalties that, um, you know, really dominated the talk as much or more than his winning uh, or, or the lack of majors. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's just amazing what a, what a lightning rod he is. Um, you know, I, uh, I, I actually, um, you know, fall on the side that uh, to call somebody a cheater is really, really harsh. And I think if you, um, you know, if you step back, I've, I've said this to a few people in emails, tweets, what have you, you know, take the person out of it, be honest with yourself, step back, look at every situation. You think he was cheating? Is it cheating? I mean, I'd love to ask Rich that, you know, as, as a guy who plays and, and, and is, you know, uh, uh, you know, a pro and all of that. I mean, you know, I mean, do, do we really think that these incidents are, are cheating? Uh, you know, it, it, it's it's not good that they've occurred. Um, certainly, it's not. I don't think it bodes well for him, especially the last one, the BMW Championship, where you know he he actually argued with the rules official, and then a day later still was arguing his case and was very, very angry that he got a two-shot penalty when, you know, high-def video, granted high-def video, that's what it took for us to tell, showed that the, you know, that the ball moved a dimple, you know. So uh, I wish he would have handled that better. But, you know, in, in the other instances, you know, twice he asked a playing partner at, at uh, Abu Dhabi. And amazingly, I was at all four of these events. You know, and, Bob, and, 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 and at <laughs> the player and at the players championship, you know, everybody knows that lateral water hazards and where the ball crosses is always a difficult thing to determine. And so you ask the playing partner. Now, you know, I know there was a guy out there with the, that Bruder film and angles and looking at the video. Well, he didn't have access to that. Right. Yes, his playing partner. You know, his playing partner was emphatic. And this is a lot of people miss this. I was there. We asked Casey Wittenberg. Believe me, we all were wondering. That didn't look good. Three times, three different ways, Casey Wittenberg. I mean, I don't know that the guy had the wherewithal five minutes after signing his card to have composed himself so well that he made up a story that it was absolutely that's where the ball, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand up here and be, and be strong. I think the guy really felt that's where the ball crossed. And, you know, the rules allow for that. That's, you, know, you ask your playing partner. So a long, you know, long-winded answer here, but you know, uh, it was a real tough year on the rules. But to call him a cheater, man, that's that's harsh. And and uh, you know, I know it was semantic that he, he didn't really call him that, but he certainly insinuated it. Now he's apologized for it. So um, you know, uh, in, in you know, golf, I, I, you know, uh, Bob, you know, it's all you know, integrity, honesty. You know, you you are your own rules official, so you know, you try and uh, do the right thing. You know, if a call comes your way for your uh, fellow competitor, you try and do the best uh, call. You know, everybody says uh, to protect the field. You know, what you're trying right. to do is not give anybody an advantage either way. So you're trying to, you know, at that instant, you know, it's like NFL officials every weekend, you know, trying to make that judgment call right there, right then. And uh, you do the best you can, you know, and uh, honestly, uh, do it honestly. So. You know, unfortunately, sometimes you you know there might be an error. Somebody might be able to see it, you know, through a second chance on a on a 
on a video replay from uh, their couch be able to make the call. But, uh, you know, if you're right there in the instant, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, hey, you don't see it. You know, you might have a leaf in his eye and he's trying to, uh, you know, make an adjustment. I don't know. But, uh, you know, honesty and integrity is the the biggest part of the game. Rich, let me ask you about the Masters. That is the one that was obviously the one with the most, you know, fanfare. And obviously the whole, you know, not getting disqualified after signing the scorecard. I mean, I I think we need to, like, forget about that for a second. That's a whole different issue. Just let's talk about the, the, the bad drop. Don't you think that's a pretty easy thing to, to get wrong? He, you know, he didn't drop it close enough to the original divot. The rules say, you know, you need to, they don't say how far. It's not two club lengths. Very vague. You know, got, it is vague. And, you know, he, all right, he didn't, you know, he said he went back two yards. You talk to people who were there, they said it wasn't two yards. It was a lot closer than that. But you have to go by what he said. Okay, uh, you know, is, is that that egregious of, a, of an error that w- that we should be calling the guy out on it? And then, of course, the Masters had information from a caller, uh, uh, you know, by the way, a former rules official, a guy who plays in the Champions Tour, David Eager, and for whatever reason, they chose to not talk to Tiger about it. You know, I mean, it's you're supposed to, you know, even if uh, on things that are less than that, the, the, at the very least you do is you go to the player. You know, um, remember, I don't know if you remember this, the Tour Championship. Uh, uh, Henrik Stenson broke his, I believe it was his three-wood on the driving range. He, he, uh, somebody saw it on TV. Somebody called in about it. When he got done, they questioned him. They asked him, did you, did you use the club? No, he didn't. If he'd have used the club, um, he would have been disqualified. disqualified. Yep, if he I... would have had it in his... If he would have had it in his bag, it would have been a two-shot penalty. Uh, you know, I mean, but they asked, you know, I mean, they, they, they asked him before he signed his card. They had information. I'm guessing they probably knew or had a pretty good feeling that he didn't have it, but they still asked. You know, in Tiger's case, they never asked him, you know, and I know he, I know he, he signed the card, and we, we have guys get DQ'd for that all the time, but you know, I I would also argue that's that's one of the golf rules that ought to be changed. Yeah, he you could. Know, uh, you can bring. You know, the the options there uh, are you know are many. You know, you can go up to the hazard itself and drop a ball. You know, you you know there. This is the deal with the rules of golf. There are so many options that are in play. So he chose to drop right there, uh, close to where he was. His goal at that point, I think, is maybe a yard or two. Stay out of it. Don't drop your ball in your own divot. You know, at that point, uh, he's close enough to where the ball could roll into the divot. Now, you, that's what you don't want, but, you know, there are several options to making the drop right there. Well, and also what complicated that was the ball did not go into the water on the same line that he hit it on. You know, remember, yeah. it hit the flagstick and ricocheted. Right. And, and so you have to go back on the line that it went in the water. So... A lot of times, let's say, you know, if I'm standing in the fairway and I hit one out and it goes in the water, I'm allowed to drop back to infinity. Yeah. But that's on the line that went in the water. Usually that's the same line that I'm on. In that case, it wasn't. He walked down to the – there was a drop area. He walked down to the drop area. He never seemed to take into account that he could walk back from infinity from the, where it went in. I mean, so if he was going to look at the drop area, 
why not look at any spot along the line back from there? He never did it. So he went back to his original spot, and you wonder if he got confused. Hey, I can go back here. You know, I can, I can go back as far as I want, which, of course, he couldn't. Uh, you know, stuff like that happens. You know, I, I would love to know how many, rules, how many bad drops, you know, penalties are there a week on the PGA Tour. Yeah, that's you know, why, you know, you got those guys out there to kind of almost help you along, really, to keep well, you from right. doing something stupid. And I can tell you another mm-hmm. one that happened. Actually, Bob was at the PGA Championship at Oak Hill, which was uh, uh, Jason Duffner on number five, I believe it was, when he hit it uh, into the creek. He he dropped on the left-hand side. He had the option that he could have taken it to the other side of the creek, uh, and, and I don't even think he knew that that was an option. But, you know, I think this goes on, you know, more than more than we know. And in the case with Tiger, you wonder if he did know, you know, all the options and certainly what he said on camera. Uh, you know, I don't think you could, um, you know, accuse him of cheating inside what he said in the moment. Why would he say that? If it, You know, there's all these people watching. Why would he say that if he was trying to get away with something? I mean, it's just. Yeah, it's uh, ridiculous. You know, I re- I really thought it's unfortunate to go down that road. Uh, I will say this, though, you know, if I'm Tiger and there's a dicey situation, I'm going to call a rules official. You know, I, I think that's one area where, you know, the, the thing in Abu Dhabi, he didn't ask for a rules official. You know, he's, it was an embedded ball, but the, the, the area that was embedded was, was determined to be sand. You know, you, you know, Rich, you talked about protecting the field. Well, Martin Keimer comes over there and tells him, yeah, you're entitled to a free drop. You know, so he has a playing partner telling him he can do, you know, the, the, the most advantageous thing to, to, for him to do. Well, it turned out to be wrong. He needed to either play it or take a one-stroke penalty for an unplayable. Got a two-stroke penalty and missed the cut. I hardly think that's cheating. You know, uh, you know, the BMW thing looked bad when a day later I, I just sort of felt like, look, you know, the whole world has seen the video now. It's really, really hard to see that in real time. But the rules official, usually rules officials will give the player the benefit of the doubt. This time the rules official didn't. I think that's when you need to cut your losses and say, this stinks, but, uh, you know, I'm accepting the penalty. And the next day he could have said, look, I argued it because I just didn't think the ball changed position. But he's the rules official. I defer to him. I signed my card and took the penalty and I played today. And then just move on. You know, but, um, you know, here, and, uh, you know, I, I actually, you know, really think that last example is the one that's harmed him the most and, and, and caused some of the things that we're still hearing today. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. We're talking to Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. The story we're uh, referencing is the fact that uh, Brandel Chambly wrote a fairly critical piece in Golf.com in which he was assessing several top players, uh, seasons by giving them letter grades and and gave Tiger Woods an F and related a story about his uh Brandel's cheating on a math test in the 4th grade and uh essentially I would say characterize um Tiger's uh events with the rules this year um in that context Bob is somebody you know who uh, has to wear that hat you know as a professional you know media person on camera who gives his opinion, as uh, you did on ESPN.com. Um, you know, Brandel is a Golf Channel guy. You know, do you feel he made this personal, kind of maybe lost his professional uh, tact with it? 
You know, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, you know, I happen to like him, and I respect the work he does, and, um, you know, I think he, he, you know, I think it's great that, that he, he feels that he can, um, you know, be critical of Tiger's golf swing and his game, and obviously he's played and, and he's been through all that, and I, I think that's fine. Uh, you know, but I think it, it, I think what's disappointing is, is you know, he, he, he's obviously a golf pro as well, and, and he has to know that being called a cheater or even referenced like that is, is about as bad as it gets. For, for a golfer, you know, a game of integrity, a game where you do call rules violations on yourself, a game where, you know, you do have to police others. And there are people there to try to protect the field. And Bramble knows the situation in Abu Dhabi and, and, and at the Players' Championship with those drops. He, he certainly can do the research and know that while, you know, he made mistakes, he wasn't trying to gain any advantage. He certainly wasn't, wasn't trying to pull one over on anybody at the Masters. And it wasn't Tiger's fault that they didn't uh, bring it to his attention. You know, I, I keep saying this about the thing at the Masters. If take, every, take leave everything the same and make that Adam Scott, all right? Same situation. Or Phil, even. Phil Mickelson, Rory, anybody. They did the same exact thing. They say the same exact stuff after the round. A person had called in to question it and nothing gets said. And the next day he's disqualified. There'd be outrage, absolute outrage. Golf looks idiotic. To the, to the general pe- uh, fan out there, the people who don't understand the game that well, who are casual followers, to think that you got disqualified not because of, of the penalty, but because you, sco- you signed a scorecard and then they penalized you afterward, it's a technicality. It, it just looks terrible. But in Tiger's case, people are, you know, especially the haters, are, are making him uh, – stick to the letter of the law, and, and they want to give him grief over that. Now, the BMW thing, as I said, you know, I think uh, you know, that's, where, that's where a lot of this stems from with Brandle. He's outraged that Tiger fought back, and uh, you know, he has a right to his opinion, but I, I, just, I just thought he went too and he admitted it. You know, he admitted on Twitter that he thought he went too far with the, with the cheating analogy. Yeah, absolutely, and I agree with you, Bob. I, I think Brandle is an excellent analyst, and you know, he's, he's not afraid to uh, you know, uh, Say it like it is, so to speak, and um, often does you know not uh, get on the bandwagon that easily. So uh, it's it's unfortunate, but clearly this also brought up a conversation about the rules and that you know some of them may need to be uh, cleaned up a bit or um, you know clarified. It's we certainly it's it's uh, the basis of the game, but um, some of them can be a little challenging to interpret. So I think uh, no doubt. I don't think we've uh, heard the last of uh, this story, uh, but uh, certainly has been interesting news uh, this this late in the season. And real quick, Bob, um, great win from Webb Simpson in uh, Las Vegas, and they're headed to Malaysia. Well, not headed; they're there. Uh, pretty exciting tournament over there, first time with the FedEx Cup, and I guess the top 60 players from the 2013 uh, FedEx Cup points will be playing pretty good field well actually it's the it's it's the top 60 available so they go down the list and um you know if uh, uh if you you know uh, you know I, I don't think it's not everybody in the top 60 but but uh they just go down the list 60 players until they get until they get uh, pga tour players and then there's some asian tour players which gets them to 70 and i believe there was some sponsor exemptions uh, and a qualifier. The field's only 78. I mean, it's a great opportunity for guys to 
uh, you know, get off to an excellent start in the new season because it counts. I mean, the money counts, the, the FedEx Cup points count. There's no cuts. Uh, so, you know, and, and that's why I think you see a really pretty good field. Phil, Ernie, um, you know, uh, Nick Watney, uh, Keegan Bradley, a bunch, a bunch of guys are, are competing, and then a bunch of them are going over to Shanghai, you know, next week for the World Golf Championship event, which now counts also. So, um, you know, it's, an, it's a new era. It's the first time that they've had points-counting events in Asia, and, uh, you know, I think this is an area where the PJ Tour wants to be, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if down the road they didn't add a third. And, and you saw, you know, like a, like a three-tournament swing uh, in that, in that uh, section of the world where, you know, uh, it, that's played at this time of year. So, uh, you know, it is. In, 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 little, in a small way, it's somewhat historic for the tour uh, to be doing this. Yeah, it's great. So a lot of good golf left to come. And uh, as always, Bob, we appreciate your, your thoughts and your comments. And go check out Bob's uh, whole take on this Tiger Brandle situation, ESPN.com. Bob Herrig, thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. We'll be right back. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play a pebble, won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G, along with Rich B., what a beautiful golf day, Rich B. Hey, you got to slow your roll there on I-4, so, uh, yeah, slow it oh, down. Listen put up. Put the windows down. <laughs> Listen up. Oh, it's going to be a great night to sleep. And, uh, oh, do you feel the coolness in the air? I think for the first time we must have dipped below, like, 88% humidity. <laughs> <laughs> in a while. It is. It's beautiful weather out there. Nice breeze yesterday. It's uh, not eyebrow-raising humidity or anything like that. (laughs) No, no. But uh, speaking of eyebrow-raising, our next guest, uh, she'll she'll raise a few when she walks in the room. And uh, we were doing a little uh, hanging out at Reunion Resort yesterday for the Space Coast Tour and the North Florida PGA Section Senior Cup. One of our favorite golf insiders, she's been traveling and traveling, so we finally nailed her down. Terry Purdom, Florida Golf Central Magazine. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. I had so much fun with you last night. What a view. It's got to be one of the best places on the planet. No view better from the 11th floor at the Reunion Resort. And Rich Smith and everybody from the chapter and Gally, everybody coming over and saying hi. I love that energy. Vince Cowie, big shout out to him from Winter Park Pines. Yep, uh, that was fun. I tell you, I'm, I am reporting live right now from the Grand Cypress Resort, and you can. This is the most spectacular thing that we are involved in. This golf game thing, it is amazing. A beautiful sunset out here. There's some white eager just flew by a minute ago. Said say hi to Rich B and. Wish him happy birthday on his 68th. And, yeah, that's um, right. 68th birthday, Rich B. <laughs> Did you shoot 68, Rich B, on your 68th birthday? You guys are killing me. You're killing me. I'm not even close. 
<laughs> I know you're not. That's why it's so funny. That's why we can joke about it. He's 14 shades of red, let me tell you. Not gray, but red. I hate it when I ask somebody, you know, this is wrong. But I ask people, well, so how old do you think I am? And then they tell me close to my age. I can't stand it. I'm like, no, God, you're supposed to guess like way low. And they think they're giving me something generous when they guess close to my age, which is really bad, you know. Uh, hey, what's, yeah. going, what's yeah. going on at Grand Cypress? I mean, uh, who oh wouldn't want to be there right the now? Around. They changed the holes around, you yeah. know. And we did, and it's, I mean, this place has always been like one of my favorite courses anyway, but it's beautiful out here. And um, they, they've always got something going on with charity. Next, and I'm here playing, and Chichi Rodriguez's cousin, Rudy, calls me on the course and says, Hey, Terry, I want you and the media to be involved. Uh, my cousin's coming out there November 9th. We're going to be doing a big charity event, and Dan Marino's going to be here. And we're like, You're not going to believe this. I'm at Grand Cypress right now, ready to tee it up. So that was kind of cool to hear, and always something going on, October Breast Cancer Awareness Month. You know, we've heard all kinds of great reports from people in our industry, in the golf world, that raise hundreds of thousands of dollars just right here in Florida, right here in Central Florida, for breast cancer awareness. And I'm so proud to say that I'm part of this group, and the professionals right of North Florida PGA, South Florida PGA, they're all in it with everybody, you know, raising money and helping people, like the Get Her Done Foundation just did their tournament, um, which I don't know if people know that Larry the Cable Guy is the reason uh, for that event, uh, and it's to for hip dysplasia. Uh, people are born with hip dysplasia, and he raises money that goes back to the Arnold Palmer Children's Hospital for that. He just did his event, Chris DeMarco's event, uh, Monday for children's cancer, and it's, it's just something every week here that's so giving and so generous and volunteer. People who don't even play golf come out and volunteer to sign people up. And you don't have to know how to play golf to be involved in the game and help people who are less fortunate and, you know, get it, just doing something that feels good and, and nice. And nobody does it better than you, Terry. Uh, your 14th year publishing... <laughs> Publishing Florida's Golf Travel and Lifestyle Magazine, Florida Golf Central. And, and you know, you were uh, all over South Florida last week, I know, uh, chatting with you. Oh, my gosh. Down there, it was so cool. It, I was down there with the Multiple Sclerosis Foundation. Uh, they hosted an event at the Fort Lauderdale Country Club. I don't think, don't know the exact numbers that came in, but it was, you know, a lot of money. I, I think it was somewhere in the $10,000 mark. First time I've ever been on that property, Fort Lauderdale Country Club. Everybody there was, oh, God, we love your magazine. We love the cart girl of the month and the golf bachelor of the month. My golf bachelor, by the way, is was involved in that, and that's one of the reasons I was down there. He's the Cobra Puma rep, Tommy Butcher, and uh, he was there with his group of people helping out. Then I was on to Boca Raton Resort, which, oh, my gosh, decadence, opulence. That is amazing. The spa there, they've redone a bunch of things. Um, met some great people from San Antonio that play all over the place. They said, God, you guys have the best courses here in Florida. And we love coming here to Boca and drinking and eating and having fun with you all. It's like everybody from all over the world comes here. Holly and I had a, a good time last night. But I tell you what, when you are in the world of golf and you're out here, everybody's having a good time, right? Absolutely. And uh, this month's cover terry is featuring the pg tour academy um you want to say something uh quickly to our listeners about that travis fulton and his group are first class if you go up to they have you know several different schools and if you look if you go to floridagolfcentral.com or you know pga tour experience um or pga tour academy you can get their 
several different ways. You know, they have academies all over, but I went to the one in St. Augustine, and what a group of people. Unbelievable fun, and, you know, you learn something, obviously, but they have deals coming out for the fall. Oh, and I wanted Monica Smiley here was telling me about a special thing that they're doing here at Grand Cypress also for the holidays, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas. They've got some great elves fun that's going on out here, but... um. Before I forgot that, I wanted to mention. But, yeah, the PJ Tour Academy has the Tour Experience, and then they have the Academy. Have you ever been, Hall, or Rich? No, I haven't. I know they have some great junior camps as well as uh, tour vacations, too. Yeah, it's like, it is definitely a vacation experience. And, you know, of course, St. Augustine, World Golf Village, I like that spot the best because that's where I know most of the people up there. And, um, and like I said, Travis Fulton has an amazing group of people uh, that work with him on that. And I also wanted to mention one of the things that I'm really loving right now, loving, is that a real estate uh, golf resurgence. I'm getting calls from people who are like, we need an ad campaign in the magazine. We're just opening up, you know, the new Harmony um, Lenar property with my back cover. And they called me. You know, I wasn't calling in uh, pimping, as we say, so to speak. <laughs> Realty International does something at Champions Gay, and they have, you know, Live, Love, Golf. Uh, all Central Florida new construction golf homes available down there. There's a lot of new people with the new Reunion West coming into the next issue. Standard Pacific, which is buying, uh, I mean, building an Alaqua Country Club and Redtail. Um, they're coming in the next issue as well. By well, that's way, all good uh, news. Good news for golf. Good news for golf. Good news for, for the state of Florida. And for, you know, the economic impact that I feel like is coming back around, even with, you know, whatever happened in this whole shutdown thing, I don't know. I don't, I don't even pay attention to it. I pay attention to the positive golf things. Um, and I wanted to give a shout-out. You know, a lot of people listen to your podcast. We've got people listening to us in Knoxville, Tennessee right now. We've got some people listening to us in Tampa right now. Uh, shout-out to my brother-in-law who got his first hole-in-one, David. I know, and it's so cool that they'll go, oh, you, you you, know what, we can listen to that show on our computer. Absolutely, thegolfinsiders.com. They love it. They they are like, you know, they, they don't even know that much about golf. Some of the people who are listening from Tennessee, they're just doing it because they want to learn. Um, and then Brian well, I love Bowling. Tennessee, and I love Nashville. But, Terry P., we got to run. I know we can talk to you the whole hour. I love it. I love you. We love Florida Golf Central. Pick one up at your nearest golf course. Terry Purdom, always too much fun. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel coming up next. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dreams. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I got my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steal. We're well, back. The Golf Insiders wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk in the house. Holly G, along with Rich B and... Uh, Man who got a little vacation time last week. He sure deserved it. One of our favorites, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. Back in action. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. So um, 
The guys are over in, well, some of the guys are over in Malaysia this week, uh, 12 hours ahead of East Coast time. So first round on the Golf Channel is going to begin at 11 p.m. tonight. Yeah, it's, it's uh, an exciting event going to Malaysia. Um, you know, it's interesting because a lot of players, <laughs> a lot of big-name players actually, decide to kick off their new season, as weird as it sounds, still to say that, when we're in 2013 and we're talking about the 2014 season, uh, across the planet in Malaysia, including Phil Mickelson. And um, I'm kind of interested to see how Phil's going to play over the next few days because although he had a, a great summer winning the Open Championship, I, I, I feel as if after that he, for whatever reason, reason got, a little bit of, got a little bit loose with his game. I don't know if it's mentally, if he was trying to press a little bit, or if he was just kind of like, in a relaxed mode after winning the Open Championship, which I firmly believe he didn't expect to win. Uh, but I'm interested to see how Phil, Phil's going to play this week. Um, and he, he announced today, and he kind of reiterated today, he actually said this to me at the President's Cup, that he's going to scale down his schedule for 2014 just to kind of give himself a little more focus, a little more energy physically and mentally. Uh, for the major championships, and obviously he's going to focus in on Pinehurst, number two, as he chases that elusive U.S. Open. You know, I also heard Webb Simpson mention that over, after his win on Sunday um, in Vegas, Todd. It seems to be a growing trend where the guys are, you know, kind of re-looking at their schedules. Well, they can blame Steve Stricker for that. Um, Steve played, I'm going on memory here, but I believe it's 13 events this year. And he made more money this year than he made last year with a victory playing like 16 or 17 events, or maybe even more. Um, so they watched Steve show up at events, and although he did not win this year, and that is a, that's a huge thing, I'm not discounting that, he contended just about every time you put a peg in the ground on Thursday moving forward. So they saw how this guy who's in his late 40s, and how refreshed and how rejuvenated his body and mind was as he went to an event. And they said, you know what, this looks like a good formula for me. I'm younger than Steve Stricker. Like for Webb Simpson, I've won a major championship. For Phil, uh, for Phil Mickelson to say I've won many major championships or, or multiple major championships, this may look like a good formula to me. So I think they're kind of following the Steve Stricker mold of 2013. I mean, Steve may be a, a trendsetter, and I don't know if that's good or bad for golf. You could say that that's bad if you're a golf fan because you're not going to see Phil Mickelson as 14 as you did in 2013. But at the same time, the times you are going to see him, if indeed he is refreshed both mentally and physically, he'll be in contention. So it's not about quantity of events it's about the quality of starts for these players yeah and i think adam scott another one another person who's uh you know looking at looking at that as well well actually he actually kind of had that schedule this year he didn't play a lot of starts i mean steve stricker had fewer starts than adam scott but adam wasn't far behind if you look at at, at his schedule as well he he had that approach but um you know he's a little younger he's a lot younger actually and so I feel like his body, he feels like his body can actually take a few more starts and be as mentally fresh with 16 starts compared to 13 starts. Todd, um, of course, uh, in the news the last couple of days has been uh, the conversation about Brandel Chambly, Golf Channel's own, uh, about the Golf.com column he wrote insinuating that Tiger Woods was a cheater. Uh, a lot of uh, 
conversation going back and forth, and he's you know apologized via Twitter. Just wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Um, well, first and foremost, Brandel Chambly is paid. He pays his mortgage for giving his opinion, and I respect that tremendously. Um, so for him to say what he wants to say about Tiger Woods or any player for that matter, it's his right, it's his job. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I read what Brandel said and I kind of see both sides of the coin there. I, I kind of see what Brandel is insinuating. Uh, I kind of see how that could be a very flammable subject. Um, but I think more than anything, it stirs up discussion, and I think by doing that, then Brandel has done his – he did his job. And, you know, I, I'm not going to fault anybody for this. I'm not going to fault Brandel. I'm not going to fault Tiger. I'm not going to fault Tiger's agent who's threatened legal action. Um, I think it just creates conversation in golf, and if you do that, then it keeps golf on the front burner, especially during the – football season, both college and NFL, and I, I, I don't have a problem with how this went. You know, whether or not, you know, Randall felt like he had to apologize or not, whatever, it is what it is. I don't, I don't think that you can – this really, from what I've read, and, uh, and I understand from talking to lawyers that I don't really think that Mark Steinberg and Tiger's agent has any type of legal ground to stand on, but that's just from what I've read. You know, I, I don't definitely don't have a degree in law, but regardless, it's brought up discussion. It's brought up a lot of points on both sides of the agenda here. Um, so I, I'm just going to leave it at that. I just think that that's the biggest thing. I think that, you know, you're talking about this. You're talking about the world's greatest player. You're talking about things that has happened with Tiger Woods, be it coincidental or not, this year. And, you know, fans, on, on whether you like Tiger Woods or not, you've got something to talk about. Absolutely, and we've we've talked a lot about the rules. This even created conversation um, when uh, you know Tim Fincham was interviewed, um, you know, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, that you know, even a conversation about you know the issue about the rules, the issue about you know people calling in about the rules when you know the timeline on these decisions. So uh, hopefully, all of it will will benefit golf, um, as you say, because of the conversation. You know, those. Yeah, I, are- I, I, those, Go ahead. Those are words that sometimes, you know, they come out of your mouth and you wish they never did. You know, every time you got a microphone, uh, we talked about this earlier, Holly. You know, I, it's, you know, well, and I think, crazy, you know, Todd, crazier Todd, things have Todd brings up a great point, you know, that, you know, many of these guys uh, today are, you know, they, they're paid to give opinions. And one thing I always have respected with Brandel is that he's 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 willing. He does his homework. And, um, you know, there are times that he doesn't say things that necessarily everybody else are on the bandwagon with. And I respect that. Well, Final words, me, Todd. If you give me 15 seconds here, I will say that Randall Chambly, who's a colleague of mine, and I consider acquaintance flesh friend, he works very, very hard at, at making sure that every opinion that he gives is fact is fact. So I, I, I want to just say that he did not go at this whole, or half-heartedly. He went at, at this with, with plenty of evidence behind it. So that's all I want to say. All right, Todd, we appreciate it. And uh, you can watch the tournament tonight on the Golf Channel at 11 p.m. from Malaysia. Thanks to all our golf insiders. We are out of here. We love you.